Hey guys, welcome to episode 6 of Podcateers. Uh, in this episode, we take a quick look at Boy Meets World. Definitely one of my favorite shows of, well, um, ever? Um, versus its spinoff, uh, Girl Meets World, which just recently launched on Disney Channel. Uh, we also take a little time to talk about the Disney social clubs and the bad rap that they seem to get from people that just don't understand what they're about uh, and just kind of judge them on what they look like. A little bit of my experience with some of the social club members that I've met. Um, so yeah, uh, before we get into this episode, I want to take a quick moment to say thank you because your comments and retweets and emails and all that socially goodness has been amazing to see and to read. Uh, seriously, you guys are great. Um, also, I want to take a quick moment to give a very special shout out to Emily and Lewis, Nick Price and Rooster. Uh, thanks for answering the call, guys. And seriously, thank you guys for listening and all the support. We sincerely appreciate it. Seriously. We, we, we do. You guys can't see this, but I'm doing that cute little heart thingy with my hands. I heart you thing. I'm, I'm totally Taylor Swifting you guys without the awkward breakup song at the end. Um, you guys can't see it, but I'm totally doing it. So just take my word for it. Uh, as always, I want to remind you guys that you guys can find out more about us on our website, podcateers.com. Once there, you guys can send us a message with any comments or questions. Um, if you're addicted to the white F in the blue square, you can find us at facebook.com slash Like the page and share it with your friends, guys. Share the love. Uh, finally, we're on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Podcateers. So with all that said, here we go. Episode 6 of Podcateers. This is our podcast. It's about three guys that love Disney, technology, art, and food. This is Podcateers. We have to figure out what we're going to drink during this podcast. What do you have? Nothing. I just realized. Actually, this, no. This is a 7-Eleven run? Maybe. No, you know what I have? I have the uh, Raspberry Voodoo Donut Rogue Beer. Oh, never heard of this. Donut? Yeah. Yeah. You oh, know, I, you know who Voodoo Donuts is, I was right? focusing yeah, on yeah. Rogue. Yeah. Well, you know who Voodoo Donuts is? No. They're really, really popular donutery. Is huh. that a word? Oh, no donutery? Way. Well, if Cupcakery uh, exists, why not Donutery? Yeah, right? Well, to you maybe, because yeah. I've never heard of them. Well, I go to Donuteries all the time. <laughs> um, He's a donut but, connoisseur. Uh, but yeah, it's... Um, uh, it's it's a beer. It's a raspberry donut beer. That Sounds is so good. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's got chocolate. Really? Actually, there is. Yeah, yeah. they have a chocolate uh, stuff too. So, wah wah wah. You know, Rogue but actually. Since it's a beer, it might be okay. Rogue's chocolate stout is actually really good. I mean, just yeah. in general, the stuff that they kind of come up with is pretty unique and kind of amazing. They actually oh, have a maple bacon one. Oh, so you've heard of them, right? Oh my god, it's so you've good. heard of them. Yeah, man. Rogue. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know the um. The, the beer that I mentioned last week mm-hmm. in Dan's episode. Um, Which it, for I you guys, still haven't tried. <laughs> okay, so if you guys haven't heard last week's episode, you guys got to listen to it. Uh, it was an interview with At Mouse Brew, uh, and, uh, At Mouse Brew on Instagram. And uh, Dan, uh, in one of his YouTube videos, introduced me to something called the Trojan Horse. And the Trojan Horse is essentially Guinness on top, Coca-Cola on the bottom. 
That sounds fantastic. It yeah. sounds bomb. Yeah. And I want to try it. Um, but what I did have uh, is one thing I mentioned to him, which was vanilla ice cream with a chocolate porter. Now that mm. sounds Or amazing. chocolate stout, yeah. rather. Well, um, you ruined it with the chocolate, but sounds good. What? What is the matter with you and chocolate? Because he's got no taste buds. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> you know. Why don't you like chocolate? Who hurt you? Yes. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't think I can say that on this podcast. <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh, let's not bring yeah, those things. No, up. No. no. By the way, good uh, interview with uh, Dan last week. By Thanks. Way. That that was good. Um, Thanks. I want a beer with him. Yeah. No yeah. Kidding, right? right. He yeah. he just sounds like such a chill guy. Like he is a really chill guy, and I really had fun. I know uh, you guys couldn't make it out for it, but uh, you know if it's if it's the beginning of outdoor uh, interviews. I just need to make sure that I hit the record button <laughs> properly. <laughs> uh, but it it was very fun. Uh, it was very fun meeting with him. So. And I mean, honestly, I wish I had kind of known ahead of time that you were going to do this interview with him because I had an idea. Like, I didn't run it by you guys yet. But um, I actually have a friend. Um, her name is Melissa, and she has a boyfriend who actually does uh, brew beers. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh. Um, just kind of like a side hobby. He does, like, a lot of interesting stuff. He does a lot of creative mixtures and stuff like that. Can you bring samples? Yeah. I think I can actually. Oh, I, I was only Melissa. kidding, I but know, okay. I know she listens, so like, <laughs> now you have to bring me samples. But, uh, in Hi, Melissa. Way, I, uh, Hi, Melissa. I got this... We uh, like beer. <laughs> samples. Samples. But, uh, in any event, I got this idea to create a podcast series beer. Ah, oh, nice. And I wanted you to take it to Dan. Not, oh, that would have been such a good yeah. idea. Oh, but here's where it man. got a little complicated. You see, I wanted to kind of create something that was going to, like, it, it would cater to us flavor-wise. You know what I'm saying? So clearly with you, it was going to be something like, I don't know, bacon flavor? <laughs> Maple bacon added to the twist. Word. It got complicated with me because I wanted to add, like, a chocolate flavoring to that. That would blend well, but this guy doesn't like chocolate. No. <laughs> well, then we don't need to include him. <laughs> you see, that's the thing, though. I didn't... <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> you know what? I know what. I love you, too. It's okay. He, he doesn't have taste buds anyway. <laughs> and this is where it got complicated. If I were to add a flavor for you, what would it be? I'll be the beer. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. He'll be out. the wheat. <laughs> I'll be the wheat. Well, I, I, I want to try to find like problem solved. <laughs> Meeting adjourned. <laughs> it's like, what'd you say? Bacon and what? Chocolate. Bacon, yeah. chocolate, beer. Chocolate. Sure, why not? I don't know. Do you like anything else? Peanut butter or something? That sounds like an interesting uh, conversation to me. Like, gosh, ooh, chocolate and peanut butter. Chocolate, well. peanut have butter, you guys bacon, ever, beer. Have you, no, but have you ever taken... <laughs> Oh man, I'm sh- I'm gonna show my gluttonous side. Have you ever gotten like a Hershey bar? I can see it from here, my friend. Oh my god, I'm salivating. <laughs> Taking a Hershey bar and just dipped it into like a jar of peanut butter. Never. And just like I don't think Reese would appreciate that. Reese has no problem with what I'm doing because I'm using Jif. First of all, have you had almond butter? Uh, That's bomb. Uh, like almond almond butter. butter is good. Oh, I actually yeah. drink it. Or I have it in like I've I've been doing like smoothies and stuff in the morning, uh-huh. and I make one that's got like a banana, uh, some walnuts, ice, uh, cocoa powder, um, some honey, uh, some honey, a scoop of peanut butter if I don't have almond butter, or a scoop of almond butter, uh, and depending on how kooky I'm feeling, um, a tablespoon of Sugar? coconut oil. Oh. <laughs> no coconut oil, um, and it's great. It's uh, it tastes great. You would not like it because it's got cocoa powder in it. 
Coco, yeah, Cocoa. So you're clearly not going to give me the answer. Like, but actually, you know what? My I, mom calls it Cocoa. <laughs> that is the name, actually. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what just Coco. No, Coco's hot chocolate. <laughs> Cocoa? Cocoa butter? No, well, okay, so there's... I kind of I kind of learned a few of the differences while doing some baking stuff. So okay. apparently, um, at least from my understanding, cacao is just kind of the raw version of of cocoa of cocoa. Um, so the cacao beans are in these like football looking pod things, and when people harvest them, they dry them up and stuff like that. They clean them and then they roast them, kind of like, kind of like coffee. Like coffee's harvested from little cherries and stuff, and you know they're they're put through the roaster. Uh, cacao is kind of the same, and then the roasted version is referred to as cocoa. Cocoa is like what you use for hot chocolate, right? It's basically Nestle Quick type stuff. This is how it was explained to me. Mm. So you should oh. make us one. Are we still talking about beer? You don't like chocolate. <laughs> We're still talking about beer, right? No, that was my morning smoothie. Oh, sounds good. Or one of. Well, my morning smoothie is a beer. So <laughs> I would love to have a podcast. You beer. might have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. You I hear that a lot, actually. You might have a problem. <laughs> actually, you know what? I was wondering if I can get some help from listeners. Since they do such a good job of helping you with trivia questions, yes. I want to know if anyone can recommend a flavor you would put into a beer. I know, right? Because I actually do want to do a three-beer <laughs> combination kind of mm. thing. Okay, I would really have to think about it. Definitely think about yeah. it. Skittles. But if anyone, but if anyone wants <laughs> to give him a, a hand, idea. Skittles. Definitely like put Skittles. your thoughts into this. Now and laters. What else? But I'm curious. Are you actually on board with that bacon thing? Oh, it's bacon, dude. Bacon How can flavored? I not be? Coffee flavored something? Bacon coffee? I, I, I Whatever works I for him. Which maple him? glazed donuts with bacon on top. How can You guys I only get one flavor. And oh. we get to put it in there. And oh. then I have to challenge my friend to try to make this. Maple... And bacon. Uh huh. What else? So is maple her coffee? coffee. Mm, take off the coffee. How dare you? That <laughs> yeah. I mentioned I don't like coffee. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I think I speak for all of us when I say <laughs> you're fired. Am I? You, yeah, you're fired. you you just you're you can't add a flavor to it. Can you? How about soda like Coke, Coca Cola? Okay. Is that? I do like Coke. Yeah, I do like Coke. Um, Coca Cola, people, not. There you <laughs> go. Yeah, let's go ahead and correct you. <laughs> uh, it is Coca Cola. Not beverage. on this podcast. You know, by the way, I'm still kind of blown away by the concept of that Coca Cola machine that prints names. I, I just, know. I don't really understand the concept. Like, where do you make a profit of something like that? You don't. You don't. I think it's, it's just a, it's a campaign. Yeah. yeah, it's just a marketing campaign. It's marketing. That's but all it is. Think See, look. Coke- now you have at home. A Coca-Cola can that you will never open. You constantly, constantly see every single day with your name on it. Doesn't mm-hmm. that step on the purpose though? The purpose is to buy a Coca-Cola and to drink it. Oh yeah, because if, you won't open the one that you have at home. This is this is uh, this is bringing marketing into your own home. So you'll go. You know what? I feel like a Coca-Cola because yeah. when you look at it, it's in my brain. They did you that favor. It's like wow, Coca-Cola put my name on a can. And I'm this, gonna buy their stuff. This is not subliminal either. This is in your face. There's a Coca-Cola right yeah. in your face, and you're gonna go and buy some more Coke. But think about it. The can is a collectible, right? You can yes. drink the Coca-Cola and still keep it. But I mean, they could have still made profit off of this. You seriously wouldn't have put like five dollars into this vending machine to put a name on a Coca Cola can? No. Really? No. I would have. <laughs> One, a Coke only costs like a dollar twenty-five. <laughs> Not in these days. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> at Disneyland. 
<laughs> no, then it's, it's if, like, if it's at Disneyland, it's a $27 Coke. <laughs> um, no, dude, that would not have put $5 into a machine. I'm t- they could have easily made money off of that, for it sure. Was, it was fantastic that they were free. Um, granted, they did have people monitoring the machines. Um, but, you know, it was a free can. Why, why, why are you complaining? It was a free can. Not a complaint. It's just I think it could have been like more of a business thing. They actually could have made money off of this. I think they're still making money. Because I'll go out and buy myself another 12-pack of cans. But if you think about it, there's bottles of Coke that have names out there, right? Right. What if people aren't buying the bottle because they're not finding their name when they could have bought it just to personalize it? That's also genius, too, because I'm still buying because I haven't found my name. Ah, but now you have a can. I do. That's I'm true. done. So now you're done Sorry, buying you're Coke. done. <laughs> Suckers. I'm not buying any more Coke. I found my name. Look, the, the, point, is, the point is that if... They allowed you to pay for it. People would have... Uh, okay, so this this is the perfect thing. When I went up to get my can, the, the database rejected my name. It said, your name is not in the name database because, let's face it, Hazen's not a common name. Right. Hence right? why we were so surprised when that you there saw was my a can, Hazen right? can. Okay. Right. And I know that's what threw you guys right. off to begin with. We, You're like, how did you find this? We were scratching our heads yeah. for the rest of the podcast. Um, <laughs> maybe it was one of the other Hazens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But think about it. If you paid $5, you would want to be privileged enough to put whatever you want on the can. I guess that makes sense, actually. See, that's where I would pay $5 and put Pepsi on it. So you'd have a Coke can that says Pepsi, <laughs> share a Coke with Pepsi? <laughs> I guess that makes sense, actually. So it's knuckleheads like him <laughs> that prevented the Coke company from allowing you to pay for a can so you don't share a can with Pepsi. The world makes sense, I guess. So <laughs> buying gives you the ability to well, here's whatever the you want. I, I wouldn't because I'm, I'm a Coca-Cola fan. But you got you to gotta think that people would put things that shouldn't be on that can. I guess that's a good point. I'm sure at some point somebody thought, oh, my God, I got to get a can that says share a can with bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> That's why yeah. there was people there, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, they uh, were monitoring sure, what monitoring, you were. Right. And they had to physically enter mm. their password before it even printed. Oh, wow. Genius. Yeah. Genius. So, yeah, it, it's a great marketing campaign. Yeah. If you search for the share a Coke hashtag, it's all over the place right now. So I guess that makes sense. Yep. I'm on board. Very smart. Um, hey, uh, have you guys been watching – Girl Meets World. Yes. 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 It is yes. awesome. You guys are liking it? Yeah. It I takes actually, me back to Boy Meets World. Yeah. I I I have my reservations about uh, it. What? I'm a huge Boy Meets World fan. Yeah. yeah. And the show is okay, it's broadcast, the show is only two episodes in. But if you watch through the Disney Play app, you actually get episode three. Which I, mm-hmm. um, so you've been able to kind of be ahead if you have the Disney Watch app. That's right. messed up because I do not. Well, I've seen the first three episodes. I don't like yeah. you now. <laughs> yeah. um, I've only seen the first two. Well, well, it's free. I mean, you could download the Disney, um, uh, the Disney Watch app, and it, it, it's free. Although thinking about it, I think um, third one should be in the DVR then. Yeah, it actually should have recorded. Yeah, it uh, should be. I'll check it out. No, I think the third one is actually airing next week. Next week is actually, or last week? Last oh, week. yeah. yeah this last week. Yeah. This week, last week. Last week. I don't know. I don't ever keep track. I let the DVR yeah, take we're care. Yeah, watching it on apps. I don't. So, <laughs> uh, I always watch on delay anyway. That's yeah. what on demand yeah. is for. So, yay, on demand. <laughs> right. Um, the point is that Boy Meets World, 
obviously had this kid kind of living his life. He had all these troubles. He was kind of kooky. Corey. Had the cool friend, you know, Sean. Sean. Uh, somehow ends up scoring this really hot girlfriend. Topanga. Topanga. Yeah. <laughs> and had this crazy older brother. Eric. Um, And for some reason, they end up getting rid of the little sister because nobody cared about her. Uh, <laughs> and the brother, right? The brother hasn't made an appearance yet, or has he? Or maybe they love no. Morgan so much she appeared two times. That is two different people. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so here, here's the thing. Uh, I, I get it. I understand the concept of Girl Meets World. I, I kind of like it. I want to like it. But they are trying. There are certain things that I like and, and I don't like. And I'm going to get into what I don't like right now. They're trying way too hard. Way too hard with some of these characters. Like... Farkle, I love him. Dude, I okay. love absolutely. You pick on no, I'm not picking him. on Farkle. It's just his character is just. Awesome. I don't know. Like it's He's it's a little awesome. too over the top for me. Okay, now here's the thing. I have like my ups and downs when it comes to this show too. You can't pick on Farkle though. Okay, and let me explain why. Here's my opinion of him. Okay, if you think about it, he's supposed to be a play on the character Minkus, correct or not? Well, he's his kid. Is he? Isn't yeah, it? Farkle is Minkus's son. No, it's not. Yeah. Farkle's his last name. No, Farkle's his first name. Really? Yeah, he's Farkle Minkus. Farkle Minkus. Farkle Minkus. You, sh- you need to Google that right now. Actually, that's not a bad <laughs> idea. But anyways, yeah. before I even get to that, you go probably ahead. look into that for me. Look, no, go here's ahead. the thing. Here's what I really love about Farkle's character, okay? Uh, are you familiar with the episode that happened where um, um, this new girl just comes into the picture and she's trying to get into uh, Riley's uh, Texas boyfriend that just like got there? That's episode three. Okay. So, so don't You're going to spoil it. Then cover your ears because okay. I have something to I, say. I haven't seen that episode You haven't yet. seen it either? No, I start, okay. I downloaded the app and I was going to watch it, but I've only seen the first two so far. Okay, then I'm just going to try to, to simplify this as and much as I can. I'm sure okay? it's actually on the DVR. I just haven't seen it. Then I will just simplify this as much as I possibly can. The idea is this, okay? Our generation, sad as it is to say, grew up uh, thinking that the geeky kid was just like this this weird kid that you needed to get away from because there were jocks, there were cheerleaders, and things like that. As we aged, this generation now believes that being the geeky kid is cool. You know what I'm saying? Right. Farkle plays that character. He's as weird as no, Minkus. No, 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 no. See, that's why I don't like Farkle because Farkle is feeding into the stereotype. I know plenty of people that are very nerdy and very geeky about what they do, but they're not annoying the way that they're trying to make Farkle. I don't see him annoying whatsoever. They're trying to make him too annoying. See, the way that I see and maybe it's because I'm reading too much into it. The girls are finding him annoying in the the episode. I I agree with you, but as a character to the show, I think he adds so much to it. He really does. I don't know. I think I'm trying. Uh, maybe it's because I'm comparing it so much to Boy Meets World, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm maybe I'm trying to nitpick too much. And like, yeah, it's not there yet. Yeah, it's 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 a young show. Oh, what? only a couple I'm episodes sorry. in. Yeah. Just give it a, a try. That's all I'm saying. All the more reason though, because if you think about it, Minkus had those weird moments too. Does that make sense? No, but he see, had those Minkus intense moments. But Minkus had those intense moments, and. How do I say this? Minkus was nerdy because he was smart and because he he wanted not necessarily to be the teacher's pet, but he was that nerdy kid in class. 
Farkle seems to be the nerdy kid in class that is going over the top to be liked by becoming the kid that's over the top. Well, you need to watch episode three because he does some things on there that I think are pretty funny, actually. <laughs> All right. But so far with two episodes that I've seen, that's how I feel about Farkle. Okay. Now, as far – oh, man, I don't know if we should keep talking about it because no. I don't know who's seen the episodes. I don't know if, if, if people haven't. If you haven't seen the episodes, maybe fast forward a few minutes in the <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Spoiler um, alert. Uh yeah, uh, but I oh, just, so just, hard say, just, say, just say it. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Just say it. Um, I think the fact that in the first episode they keep reiterating, "Honey, I just want you to go out into the yes. world, and I want yes. you, the world to become Absolutely. yours. I want the world to be." It's this like, is where why? I was not in my head. Yes, when you were going into the in, in your uh, little tantrum about. <laughs> 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 about they're trying so hard. That's I thought that's what the angle they were going. You were going with. They were trying so hard in pushing this little girl yeah. entering her own world, ste- stepping away from her father's shoes or whatever. Yeah. I, I that's the only thing I disliked about. The Again, show. disagree with both of you. I thought that was hilarious. In fact, mm-hmm. if you think What's about so it, funny about it, dude, it's hilarious. If you think about it, watch as Boy Meets World started to drift into like season six or seven, like that. They start to play on things like that. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's an episode. I don't but not remember. episode one. But not episode one. Not episode one yeah. on Girl Meets World. See, the We're thing already is, comfortable with that as the generation that watched Boy Meets World. But what about the generation that never saw Boy Correct. Meets World? Gonna, this show is meant for kids now who never saw Boy Meets right. World. Not 33-year-old yeah, men. The, <laughs> the fact that we've seen Boy Meets World gives us that retrospective. But this show is not meant for people like us. It's meant for a generation that never saw Boy Meets You know what? While you make a good point, can I actually just uh, note, this is exactly what I was talking about when we discussed Gravity Falls. There's this whole occult thing that you're talking about that kids aren't going to understand, but we are. How is that any different? I'm sure kids understand it. I think the difference is that episode one came out of the box too hard, too fast, iterating, this is her world. Too too I much. Agree. Too much. I agree. I thought it panned out nicely during Boy Meets World, and kind of you were teased at it. You know, you got little tidbits, and yes, towards the end of the run of the show, they did make it a little bit more blatant in how they were addressing right. it, and there was the little hidden right. jokes. But in this one, man, cheek. Yeah, exactly. On Boy Meets World. They just jammed it down your throat. This is it's like, in your Honey, face. I want you to take the world. I want it to become yours. You know how many times they, they said that. It, lot, it became yeah. ridiculous. It did. I it, it became hilarious. ridiculous. I thought it was funny. But once again, other than that, I loved the show. And again, mm-hmm. you guys can like stress the fact that it's not catered to like 30-somethings. Mm-hmm. But if you guys remember the pilot, when Corey walks through that window, the crowd goes nuts. When Topanga's seen at the doorway, the crowd goes nuts. Because right. they remember that. Because it was blatant. Yeah. I will say, oh man, I can't even ruin the end. I don't. I don't want. To I know. Remember. I want to. But mention, there's, but what, there's a very one? special end uh, to uh, to the first episode that just. Yeah. Very heartwarming. I know. I jump up Very and down. Yeah. <laughs> Spoil it. Nope. No. We no, you can't. No. No, you no. don't have to. No. For those that haven't seen it, just watch it because if people fast forwarded to this point, I want them to be able to enjoy the show. Well, then just put a giant spoiler alert or alert people to watch these you shows know, before they watch this. You they can't say spoiler alert because that's when they tune in even harder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, but, uh, okay, so as far as um, the actual characters of the show that are involved um i actually think they did a really good job um training these kids because um riley acts a lot like Corey, 
She acts exactly like Courtney. Yeah. Like really goofy ways. Yeah. I think they did a really good job with um, uh, what's her friend's name? Oh yeah, the friend was good. I don't know her name, but she was. Good. She's very much like Girl Sean. The very like she's very much the Sean Hunter. The way I'm she gonna acts. color Girl Sean. Yeah, right with the split hair yeah. down Maya. the middle. Maya, Maya. Yeah. Um, Maya's attitude is very much like Sean Hunter's. The way he like used yeah. to act. He was very chill. He was very cool. Um, Farkle does a very good job being Minkus, you know. But uh, one of the things that I'm not on board with, I don't really like the fact that Corey's the teacher. Yeah, I don't that like was that, that was a little weird. And I mean. Just because of that, but I think mainly it's just not the fact that he's too much in the scene, but Topanga isn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think they really focus on Topanga's life here. I, I don't think they're, they're going family, to. And that's what's sad. I don't think they're going to. And the thing that gave it away to me as far as why they're not going to, uh, why it's going to be centered around Corey and, um, and, uh, and I forgot her name already. Um, Riley? Riley. Jeez, I keep forgetting her name. Um, the reason I think it's going to be between them is obviously because Boy Meets World, Girl Meets World, that's the correlation between the two. Um, but they give it away in the credits. The credits basically place uh, her first, Ben Savage second, yeah. and at the end and they Danielle give the coveted Fischl. and credit mm-hmm. to Danielle Fischel. Ah. So it's more like the kind of like, and this person will also kind of be appearing as yeah. a special guest almost. Hmm. And, you know, she's the mom, but... Yeah, I think it's it's primarily going to be focused on them, too. Yeah, and I mean, that's kind of sad, you know, because at this point, they're just kind of like this family. You kind of want to know what Topanga ends up doing. And they hinted in one of the episodes. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't feel like you're really going to focus on the things that she does for this family, too. Yeah. It's just going to be Corey's lessons to, like, Riley and the kids. Talking about kids, I don't really like uh, her younger brother. Really? Yeah. No, I don't like Augie, him either. right? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. How old is he supposed to be? I don't know, uh, but he acts like he's two. Yeah. He's a five-year-old. Is he five? Yeah. Is he really five? Yeah. He Arnold acts like he's, really he's acting like he's two. I don't I don't like this cutesy thing he's doing. I I think he's trying to be Morgan. <laughs> I think he is trying to be Morgan. <laughs> mm. And I I think that they really are trying to create a character out of a character. Uh which leads me kind of into I wonder I wonder if any of the other characters are gonna make cameos throughout the episodes. I oh, I would so. love that. Absolutely. You know, I, I don't know what Ryder Strong is doing or I don't know what, you know, the, the parents are doing, but it would I, be interesting. Actually, I would look into uh, the Disney Instagram account if you guys want the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Really? Oh. All right, go ahead. Quickly. Maybe, maybe I should look at it. <laughs> I'm, guys, I'm not going to spoil it. What do you guys think of the boy crush she has? Doesn't he seem a little too old? He does, doesn't he? I think he's an eighteen-year-old boy yeah. acting like he's fifteen. <laughs> he really that's, does look a lot That's older. usually the case. Yeah, this that's is a nine hundred two one zero thing. <laughs> yeah, have no, a bunch really... of sixty-year-olds playing twenty-year-olds. <laughs> yes, he really yes. does look like a lot older for yeah. Riley. Yeah. Like he's just... yeah, he's built big. Yeah, but he's also from Texas, apparently. So yeah. oh, so they come bigger in Texas. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I never caught that actually. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't he keep doing the yeah, ma'am? Yeah, he, with, yeah, he with does the, with the, the hat down. tip and stuff, yeah, with the Maya and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm telling you now. I'm telling you now, just from the interactions, I predict right now that Maya and that kid are gonna end up together dating. It's not <laughs> no even gonna way. be Riley. What? That's, that's a spoiler alert. Go back. No, no, <laughs> that's a spoiler alert. This is from the future. <laughs> I mean, the, the, so. the show itself has its own, like, Disney Channel twist to it. Like, it comes off very much like something you would see on That's So Raven, Hannah Montana, things like that. 
But um, I do like the fact I that... I forgot That's So Raven used to be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I never got into that one. <laughs> None, nobody else did either. Yeah, I'm but, sure. Uh, <laughs> I do like the fact that uh, Michael Jacobs and April Kelly are actually yeah, working on the show. Yeah, that was actually kind of nice. Productions. Um, and that's probably why it's so close to the original. Exactly, yeah. But... They're doing like a really good job of keeping it what it was before. And I mean, the thing is, while you kind of have the new audience that never understood like what Boy Meets World was... Well, that younger generation. You have the older generation that's probably gonna like be bored of the fact that they've lived these stories. But I think it creates an interesting kind of twist because we have these characters that we grew up with that might appear on the show, you know, and it's like we wanna know what happened to their lives. Like we all remember that I mean, Sean kinda wanted to go discover the world when his father passed away. Um and yeah, they just kinda wanna know what happened with Eric, what happened with Jack. Um, yeah, and if, Rachel. If all the other siblings that Sean Hunter had that never appeared after like season one come back, and Rachel, and Rachel, in Boy Meets World, where, what, where were they filming? Philadelphia. Because right now they're in New York. They're, they're in New, New York, York now. Yeah. Oh, okay, that was what I was wondering. Mm-hmm. But so I'm wondering if the grandparents are still in Philadelphia. Then. I'm sure that's I'm the sure. case. That's because what I'm guessing. If I remember, wasn't that the thing that they all got into like NYU mm-hmm. at the series finale? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually interesting. I was doing the research on that. Do you guys remember that final episode Mm-mm. where they're all kind of sitting in the classroom, and then they ask Feeney if they have one more lesson that he wants to teach them, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Go out, do good." And she's like, "Don't you mean do well?" He's like, "No, I mean do good." So they're all kind of hugging them one by one, and they all like start crying. Uh, apparently, that wasn't supposed to happen. They all just started crying because they realized it was the last scene they were gonna film for this show. Mm. Oh really? Yeah. So the director just said, "You know what? Just leave it in there." Cool. If oh, you guys go not back and watch, watch that, they're all like bawling because they realize it's the last scene they're going to film. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Guys. And another interesting, like, weird. Just talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> and another interesting, weird, like, not tearjerker. Apparently, um, Daniel Fischel has a, a tattoo on the back of her neck that they forgot to, like, edit out of that scene because she puts her hair in pigtails. And when they filmed the back, you could see it. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, I want to see. Yeah, watch the episode. Oh. It's there. <laughs> I got to go back and look at it. <laughs> I know. What, what's the tattoo? It's a Chinese character. Oh. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I hope she got the right one that she wanted. <laughs> uh, it says pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the one she wanted. <laughs> Maybe it is what she wanted. <laughs> that would be so awesome if it actually said pizza. <laughs> It's like, what does your tattoo say? It means hope and love. No, no that says pizza. pizza. <laughs> oh, God, that's so good. All right. Well, um, we'll see what, what happens with the show. I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. Uh, there's, certain, there's definitely certain things that I don't like about it right now, but I'm going to try to give it a chance. I'm going to try to um my 4-year-old loves it so far. I mean, he's he's liked each of the episodes that we've seen. And that is the target demographic. Isn't and that it? is the I'm target sure demo. Um sure you know. So, you know, we'll, we'll maybe we'll talk about it again in 6-7 months once the I think they got when they get canceled. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, 
And they, you know what? They did get a full twenty-two or twenty-three episode oh, season. Oh, I'm excited then. Yes, yeah, they got a full. Good. They got a full season. Which, by they're... the way, a topic for another time. But I actually do love the fact that Disney Channel got rid of the sixty-four episode rule. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Well, that's why Lizzie McGuire ended. Yeah, and Kim and, Possible and Kim things Possible's, like that. Yeah. But that's when they started getting creative with the thing. Rename the show. What does that mean? Else. What do you mean by sixty episodes? Disney that's it? Channel. Yeah, that was the cutoff. Disney Channel had a rule where every show well, I don't only know had sixty-five. No, it really was. <clears throat> Was In fact, it? you're actually going to see a play on things. Kim Possible was actually the last show to feature the 65-episode rule. In fact, they played on the joke a lot. Um, I'll find you some screen caps. It's actually pretty funny. What but there's that, a Four scene... seasons or what? Two. Two seasons? It was two to three. Yeah. That's not 64. No. Oh, yeah, that is yeah. 64. Yeah, because it's it's 22 to 23. Yeah. Okay. And if you were lucky, you made a movie. That's why even Stevens had a movie. Yeah. Lizzie McGuire ended up having yeah. a okay, movie. Okay, three seasons. Yeah. Okay. But uh, the thing is, um, there's screen caps. In uh, Kim Possible, where Ron Stoppable has like stickers on the back of his uh, on his wall that say "No on 65." Oh, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> that is cool. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah, but it was it, yeah, it was a terrible rule, and I'm glad they got rid of it. We'll see how long this show goes. Okay. So far, it has my thumbs ups. Well, all right. Um, so for today's topic, uh, we wanted to get a little into the Disney Social Clubs. Uh, if you guys are not familiar with the Disney Social Clubs, they get kind of a bad rap and a bad name uh, all in all in general, really, because most of these social clubs dress up in like jean vests uh, with patches on the back. And most people say they look like biker gangs and, you know, they call them the Disneyland gangs. Mm-hmm. And I take me personally Hazen takes a little bit of offense to that because I've met a lot of the people in these social clubs and not once have I ever gotten a vibe like, oh my God, like these are bad people. You know, it's quite the contrary. You talk to them and they're so nice. They do a lot of really great work and I I, I don't, I, maybe it's just the fact that people don't understand what they're seeing. I don't even see how someone can get a negative connotation when I see a father in the vest carrying a baby, <laughs> right. pushing the stroller, with, right? holding his little girl's hand dressed all up in a prince's outfit. Right? I'm not intimidated. Yeah, and <laughs> it is, it is, it, just like you said, like, I don't know how that can make somebody intimidating. Although he might have his motorcycle all parked in the parking yeah, that's lot. That's a good point. I, yeah. I don't know. That he brought the whole family yeah, he on. The yes. whole family. Even the baby has a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean driving a motorcycle doesn't make you bad either. No, no of course yeah. not. You know, so and, I don't get and it. that's the thing. It's I just I'm I'm kinda getting tired of of you know people just treating them i don't know if they treat them bad but they're they're all very nice people they have a lot of really good things again that's a good point i mean there's no real factual information that people are actually judging these books by their cover but if they are i mean that's just kind of a sad thing i mean truthfully i didn't really understand the concept of the social clubs till i really started researching them you know um started with the main street elite if i'm not mistaken right i think they were one of the first to really be out in the public um neverlanders was Another ones that kind of came out into light, which actually I actually saw a uh, YouTube interview on the creators of the Neverlanders and oh, okay. the whole reason why the the concept of the clubs were like created and stuff like that. Wow. So, look at you doing research. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Good job. While on the treadmill, too. That was actually. <laughs> but um, you know what? It's actually pretty interesting. They keep these things smaller than I thought they did. What do you mean smaller? Um, They actually put a limit, a capacity on the number of people they can have mm. in the actual social club. 
I really thought it was to kind of gain people from like all around to just kind of join this thing. But no, they actually put a capacity because they want to treat it like it's a family unit. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I believe Neverlanders have a maximum of 59 members right now. If I actually caught up to date with what they were doing. But um, yeah, they don't go further than that just because they actually want to get to know the people that are in their club. On that note, that's something I don't understand about these social clubs, about letting in people you don't know. Well, just just my understanding from some of the people that I met, what ends up happening is you don't just meet somebody and immediately say, like, hey, be a part of our club. The way that it works is if you become friends with these people, you have to request entry into the social club. After you request entry, you're basically put on kind of like a probational period mm. where you have to do certain things. Like maybe you have to do a couple of charitable events or you have to make a couple donations, stuff like that. Uh, each club has their own initiation process. And it's never like, we're going to jump you in or anything. It's not <laughs> It's not a negative thing right. when you're on this right. probation period. Um and maybe probational period is actually the wrong way to say it, right. yeah, because it gives it that negative connotation. Because to me, it does. It, it right, feels right, right. I it, don't like it. I don't know this whole probation thing. Right. Like, uh, I need to impress this group of people I don't know to join their club. Right. That's what I don't understand. Right. It's to me, it's like okay, I would love to, you know, for for us to even uh, make our own social club. But because you guys are my friends, right. I consider you guys family. Right. You know what I mean? And to then get an a email from this guy named Joe, say, hey, I want to be a part of it. I don't know you. Right. Yeah, but that's the thing. People, okay, so if, if somebody did send you the email and say, hey, I want to be a part of it, and you don't know them, you don't have to let them in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole point is, like Mario was saying, it they want to keep it like a family unit, and they treat it like a family. Right. Everyone that I've met so far is is very set on taking care of their members, and even other social clubs. Like I've seen social clubs intermingle with each other all the time. It yeah. you're never just seeing one particular club together. Like I said, I have no problem with the club itself. It's it's the way the way it's. It, I'm I'm perceiving how you join a club when you don't know these people. No, I, I think that's my really my only thing. No, I mean, they they seem like great people. I know they do charity work. Yeah. They I know they they even clean up after other other guests that's at right. Disneyland, right. you know, to keep to keep, you know, the kingdom looking all nice. But again, I I don't I don't get that part. Yeah, I understand that. And I mean, um like, I'll give you an example. Like, you were saying, like, the whole, like, initiations and things like that. Again, like, I, I really kind of focused my studies on the Neverlanders. Um, they actually, the creators are actually from Northern California. They actually come down as much as probably, like, two, maybe three times a week to kind of come to the That's park. That's nuts. Yeah. And um, their actual membership required an initiation fee. Now, the actual price of it actually came into buying the back patch and having it customized. Mm-hmm. Because all Neverlanders have a crossbone. A specific. But the head of the character is actually your favorite Disney character. Yeah. Like uh, the male head of the of Neverlanders. I don't remember his name. Oh, so right it's now, not a set logo. No, mm-hmm. it's not. It oh, says Neverlanders. I like that. But it's like his, for example, is the crossbones. Where's and, uh, my Donald. application? <laughs> there's only 59 and there's a capacity you can't get in. But um, <laughs> come on. 
How about next year when it's uh, the 60th anniversary of well, Disneyland? Go they'll, for that they'll, 60. They'll join for 60. That's actually pretty clever. I'll it's be 60. It is an $80 patch, though. Never mind. I think <laughs> Angel, I think, is Angel. the founder of, of Neverland. Correct. That is yeah. Angel. Angel and his uh, wife. Cindy. 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 I was about to say, please. And by the way, please if you guys are me. listening. <laughs> is that what you're going to say? Please forgive me. Yeah, I forgot I got your it name. wrong, but I, it is Angel and Cindy. That is correct. Cool. Um, but um, you know what? It's just. He's got Donald? He has Donald. He's got Donald, right? Yes. Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, I think he wanted Peter Pan because he's a Peter Pan fan. Oh. Uh, but but he ended happened? up with Donald I Duck. If Cindy's his wife or uh, girlfriend, I don't know. Uh, I don't know them personally. I'm just kind of going by some of the stuff I read. Um, she's got Daisy on hers, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, okay. Correct. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. And uh, anyways, like I was saying, yeah. Maybe that's cute. why he got Donald Duck then, huh? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> I don't know if he just I don't know what it was, but yeah, um, yeah, eighty dollars actually paid for that patch because it's a very like special custom embroidery. So I get my own vest. Yes, you supply your own jean vest. And but I'm wondering, is it do I have to get the exact same jean vest, or can I go like a darker blue? No, I they. I think each one of them. I think each one of them is um, is is their own. Because in the end, that's really the whole concept. Like you said, you don't really understand the social thing about it. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's. Unique people uniting for a common like. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. These are people that kind of enjoy the same things about Disneyland or kind of enjoy yeah, like a, like a Disney tattoo or something like that. You're going to have the average person that's going to look down on them because they have tattoos on their arm. They mm-hmm. don't really look at the fact that it's a Disney tattoo and the fact that they like it. What's that, the name of the the guy again from Neverlanders? What was it again? Angel? Who's the, Angel, right? The, the leader. The leader? Yeah. That's Angel. So yeah. if I'm a Neverlander, my question would be to a fellow Neverlander would be, do you know Angel? And it's like, if he or she says no, that's where it's like. Okay. You know what I mean? That makes sense. But again, that's why they kind of, when it started to kind of get big, mm-hmm. they put the capacity on it. Because the whole point, and this is what I heard Cindy say on the interview itself, they stopped it there because they want to get to know their members. In fact, they asked them in Makes Florida, sense. hey, can you guys create a Florida chapter for Walt Disney World? They said, no, hmm. we can't do that because we want to know the people that were yeah. like in this family with, in this family yeah. unit, this social club. So, like, do other social clubs have a cutoff or no? That's a good question, actually. I think they all might. Um, I don't know if any of them make them public, but I'm assuming they do. Um, you, we actually know one of the Neverlanders. He's actually part of the Citrus Art Walk. Really? Really? Yeah. Uh, Rick, Save the Pandas. He's a Neverlander. No way. Yeah. Oh, wow. And you didn't know, I huh? had no idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How about that? Does Disney I, have yeah. a panda character? No, they don't, no. actually. No? Don't. I was going to say Kung Fu Panda, but... No, that's, that's DreamWorks. DreamWorks. Yes, yeah. DreamWorks. Hmm. Yeah. What's if, his patch? I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, man, I hope I'm not speaking out and getting him in trouble or anything, but... Yeah. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Rick is a Neverlander. Hmm. So, Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. How about that? Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. But see, how nice is he? Like, every time I've interacted with him yeah. at the Art Walk, he's, he's you know, a really great person to talk to. He so, only stole my wallet once. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't steal your wallet. <laughs> at Disneyland? <laughs> Maybe it wasn't Rick. <laughs> no. Um... But yeah, like you said, some of the things, the requirements that these clubs kind of have, you know, is um, meeting at the park. Right. They they do a lot of family kind of activity things. Mm-hmm. And even then, they kind of divvy that up, too. From what I actually heard them talk about during that interview, too, was like, they'll devote a day to just the adults 
doing the things they don't normally get to do with them because they're taking the kids to the kid rides. Yeah, actually get on the rides yeah, because they're things kids like that. But then at the same time, else. you bring the kids for like a kid day, and then you kind of do all the kid things. That's cool. Um, they have like hidden it. Mickey challenges. Yeah, things like that. You know, they actually interact. They actually like. Mm-hmm. They don't always all get to meet at the same time, but they'll actually put that note out. Hey, we're going to be at the park this day. If you guys want to come down, Neverlanders are going to get together and do mm-hmm. this. They don't all show up, but when they do, you kind of mix and match and you kind of meet these other people. Yeah. Oh, okay. so. Yeah, it, it is. It does seem like a lot of the stuff that they do is actually really fun. And like you said, it's very family oriented. Uh, it's all like safe stuff. I can't speak for what they do outside. I'm assuming uh, I know that they do a lot of charitable work and stuff like that. Um, to this, I mean, as of today, I've probably been able to interact and meet, um, one, two, three, (laughs) four, I want to say probably four or five members from four or five, maybe even six social clubs, I've had the pleasure of meeting. Obviously, the first, um, the first SC members I ever interacted with, which were so awesome, and um, kind of shout out for them is Pixpack. They were the very first people that I ever interacted right. with. Oh yeah, I um, saw it on Instagram. Yeah, that was the day that I had the doctor at Disneyland. And oh, okay. we were doing the. Oh, okay. uh, if you guys are Doctor Who fans, you can search for hashtag the doctor at Disneyland. You'll see what I'm talking about. Um, but they were the first ones I interacted with, and then I met other members. Most recently, I met uh, members of Mickey's Militia. I've met members of Hidden Mickey's SC. Hmm. Uh, if you count meeting. Rick, obviously, uh, I've met Neverlanders now. Um, the day that I was at Disneyland for the 59th anniversary, uh, I got a chance to meet uh, Voodoo Crew members right. uh, because I gave them Podcateer buttons. Totally awesome. Um, I like. By the logo. way, I like their logo. Is yeah. that what you're gonna go with? Logo. Okay. So tidbit about Voodoo Crew's logo. Uh, Spooksy Boo designed that. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah. Uh, another member of the Citrus Art Walk, oh. Kim uh, Spooksy Boo, she designed the Voodoo Cruise. Yeah, uh, she's a very she's cool. a great artist. She's yeah. she's so good at what she does. Like she's got such a great grasp on her character. Uh, everything she does with her is is really really cool. Wow. Yeah, check her out. Um, what at, what is it? Is it is it at Spooksy Boo? It's at Spooksy Boo. Yeah. Yeah. On Instagram. Um. So I, I've met them and. Oh, and I met uh, these two really, really nice people um, while we were in line for, um, I don't even know what we were in line for, but I I remember being at the park, and we walked around, and I met a gentleman named Sean and his wife, Jade, and their little tiny puppy, Jack, (laughs) and they do something really cool. They're part of Murphy's crew, SC. Uh, I never heard of that. Yeah. So Murphy, Murphy is kind of. Is that uh, another crew know, or what? It's another crew. Oh. Uh, basically, the Maleficent dragon that appears in Fantasmic. Um, it used to, it kind of does, go wrong a lot to the point where it's not even a part of the show right now. Oh. And. In the backstage area, they nicknamed the Maleficent Dragon Murphy because it's kind of Murphy's Law. What, hmm. you know, what just kind wrong. of, yeah. yeah. So 
because things went wrong so much right. with the dragon, they nicknamed the dragon Murphy. Murphy. I like but it. really, the dragon's name is Maleficent mm-hmm. because ah. that's who the dragon is. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, uh, Murphy's crew exists, and they have the play on words, and they know the irony behind the name and stuff like that. But I met Sean and Jade, and they do something that's actually really cool. Is their logo um, a broken, <laughs> a broken <laughs> dragon? What is it? No, I think it's just Maleficent. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think it's broken or anything. Would have been cool, but... like smoke coming out of it. Or <laughs> I don't remember a seeing a, a large version of their logo, but um, anyway, what I was gonna say is that what 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 they were doing the day that I met them was actually really cool. So they actually went early. Disney uh, Disneyland will allow you to sit and wait for Fantasmic. Um, only a certain period of time. Like, you can't go. Like, if Fantasmic is at 8.30, they won't let you sit there and camp out from, like, 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll let you do it maybe at, like, 7, maybe 7.30. Uh, but they won't let you camp out there for hours and hours because you're uh, obstructing traffic, really. So once they start kind of roping off the area for people to sit down and stuff, what they do is they lay out blankets and they claim wow. space. Oh, okay. And so it's basically for their crew. But what they do is they will go in the back and try to find people that look like they just need a place to sit. Families with kids, like <laughs> wow. that just like the kids, like maybe don't look like they're having a There's good time. There's the loophole. They want to brighten up. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just trying to brighten up people's days. And I thought that was so cool that yeah, they were actually like picking these people to make their day a little brighter. That's awesome. Um, you know, it's it's Disney magic. Yeah. You know, they're just kind of sharing it in, in their own special way. Uh, and I didn't know that they were doing this. And I remember we were trying to cross, and we were just asking them, hey, um, would you mind if we move your blanket? They're like, ah, don't worry about it. Just go right over it. It's like, no, we don't want to get it dirty. We have this stroller. Like, ah, don't worry about it. Just go over <laughs> And I walked by, and I think Jade was the one that asked me, like, oh, hey, what's that thing on your shirt, or what's that button that you're wearing? I was oh, wearing nice. my pocket oh, t-shirt. Nice. Good, good, good. And um, uh, I told her what it was, and she's like, oh, wow, that's really nice. You know, can I have one? And uh, they were really nice. They took some buttons. Uh, they were gracious enough to let me take their picture and stuff. And so far, everybody else that I've given a button to – uh, has has been really great and allowed me to take their picture, except for that one picture that I posted on my Instagram account. But I was very happy that I was able to accurately depict it on that post-it note because <laughs> nobody would have ever known how that went down had I not drawn it exactly how it happened yeah, on, on that post-it <laughs> note. The detail so, is amazing. That's what I'm saying. Everything is did drawn to scale. Did you take art scale. classes? Yes, I you did. You must have. Everything is drawn to scale. Uh <laughs> The shading, Those are the best stick figures right, I've ever, right? ever seen. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, these these social clubs just, I don't know, they just seem to be doing a lot more good than bad people think that they're doing. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it's a bad thing. I guess history will tell us that most of the people that go to Disneyland are very clean cut. You know, they're, they're not you know, full of tattoos and with jean jackets. And, right. you know, that's an accepted part of our uh, of our culture now. And I think the fact that, you know, to use maybe a, a negative word, they're infiltrating the park, you know, I think is, is a bad way to see it. I think everyone has... Everyone has the right to be there. Well, it, it's not even just the right. It's 
I think Disney got it right when they started doing the Disney side uh, campaign because everybody does have their own Disney side. Uh, you know, last week when we talked to Dan, you know, he mentioned that he was that he when he asked me what I liked, I said, I'm, I'm more of a Steamboat Willie, you know, but I relate more to the Beast. Not mm. just because it's my favorite movie, because right. when I was growing up, I related more to him. I, I kind of felt like he felt in the movie. I don't feel like that now, but, you know, that was one of the reasons he was one of my favorite characters growing up. Oh, is it because you found your beauty? I did. I did. <laughs> um, and I do feel like that. I, I kind of feel like I kind of lived through that and stuff. But uh, that aside, you know, he mentioned that he really likes Robin Hood and stuff like that in, in, that, in that episode. And... You know, you kind of think like, wow, that's not a common character. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not like a Fab Five or anything like that. That you. Where does like, he live again? Robin Hood? We're really going to get into this? Really? Where does, he, where does he live? Sherwood Cause, Forest. Because you got it wrong. <laughs> You're fired. Uh, that is a weird character to pull out. Robin is. Hood is like, yeah, you yeah. don't even think about Robin Hood anymore. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying, that... Everyone has their Disney side. Mm-hmm. And he made a really good point last week when we were talking about the Starbucks cups that, you know, when you go to, when you go to a Starbucks and you put your name on there, you're not going to go to a, a Starbucks in Pasadena and just say, uh, I'm going to be Han Solo today. Uh, put Han Solo on there. If they're going to look at you like, what are you doing? You're not Han Solo. What's wrong with you? But yet at Disneyland, they're like, all right. Han Solo, your cup is ready. I had no idea you really? could do that. Yeah, it was, that's what he was talking about in the podcast. I didn't get that. That's exactly what he was talking about. Oh. Uh, so, you know, it, everybody has their Disney side. And in, in the social clubs, that's exactly what they're doing. They are showing their Disney side. Some of the tattoos that these people have are brilliant pieces of Disney artwork. Right. Uh, I've seen some. They're yeah, really good. I mean... Some people are Little Mermaid fans, and they have like, it, like sleeves, or they have like their thighs with like these beautiful tattoos. Uh, so, like I said, everybody's got their Disney side. Mm-hmm. Some people show it like that. Some people show it other ways. Uh, some people choose to keep it secret, but everybody kind of has one. I think I'm gonna go to Starbucks and be like Indiana Jones. Give it a shot. Yeah, I definitely want to see if that's gonna work. <laughs> you know, honestly, that thing you just told me about um, Murphy's crew. It reminds me of, um, do you guys subscribe to the Disney uh, newsletter? No. Probably. The newsletter has a story from a Disney fan that they'll share on a monthly basis. And one of the ones that always stuck with me was this uh, older gentleman who wrote a story about when he went to Disneyland back in like 56 or 57. Um, He saved his allowance to go to Disneyland, right? And he lost it somewhere in the park. His allowance? Yeah. So he like lost, like he was looking for it everywhere. He was like freaking out. He started to cry. Walt was in the park that day and he saw the kid cry. So he went to the store, bought him a wallet, put five bucks into it and gave it to the kid because he said nobody deserves to be sad at Disneyland. And that's what that just reminded me of. Like Murphy's crew doing that and just like looking for the people that aren't having the best day and giving them that front seat. It's what these social clubs are doing. They're kind of yeah. like doing Walt's yeah. like good deeds. It, it's just an extension of what the cast members are trained to do. Right. You know, the cast members have – and by the way, I, I have I have a semi-beef with, with this rule, but 
basically the cast members are trained to not see any kid cry like every kid Mm -hmm. leaves happy that's that's basically the rule regardless of what you have to do however Hmm. if my kid is crying right and i'm trying to teach him a lesson about (laughs) why i'm not going to buy him the same toy for the seventh time right i'd rather not they i'd rather not them do something intervene intervene in your lecture and screw up the thing that i'm trying to teach my kid right. that just because he threw a tantrum it's okay and he's gonna get what he wanted mm-hmm. or something comparable because he threw that tantrum right so i see the benefits of like what you said murphy's crew doing that it's kind of an extension of of the cast members and stuff but at the same time it undermines me as a parent and just I I, I kind of have this semi beef with it because of that. So that happened to you? Oh yeah, ah <laughs> uh, yeah, it did. Yeah, I can understand that, but you don't sign their paycheck, so <laughs> no, I don't. And and that's that's the perspective I had to you know put myself in that these people are doing what they're getting paid to do, right? You know, and if that's their job, um, if if my kid threw a tantrum, it was my responsibility to to calm him down. Uh, obviously trying to teach him a hard lesson at Disneyland may not have been the best thing to do. Yeah, you got to step into um, the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do uh, <laughs> it in private. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, I, I, I wasn't angry. I was miffed. I wasn't fully angry or anything. Mm-hmm. I was a little miffed at what they did. But, uh, you know, when I when I kind of took a step back and I realized, you know what, they're doing what they're what they're trained to do and they're doing what they're paid to do you know this if they don't i'm assuming that they probably get docked or something you know right. they they get reprimanded or something so right. obviously i wasn't going to say anything to them because it wasn't their fault that my kid was tired and was throwing <laughs> a tantrum you know so yeah cuz they're yeah. just trying to keep the peace and yeah i mean they want everybody the, to be happy, the other goers so. yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so but yeah, I, you know, I I think it might be a good idea to maybe uh, I've actually started reaching out to some of these uh, SCs and asking them if some of the members would would want to be a part of a podcast and maybe we should just sit down and ask them like just have them talk about some of the stuff that they do outside of the parks like some of the charitable work and some of the things that they do because you know murphy's crew that's just one example right. of of the type of good things that they do in the park right. uh, i know that there's a story uh that was circulated at one point and I, i'm not sure if it was a main street elite um inter- uh, interaction or if it was a neverlanders interaction but I think there was this interaction at DCA where this guy was kind of unruly. He was kind of drunk and stuff. And he was just kind of being a total jerk to people. And these SC members went out and they just kind of reported the guy. They kind of got him squared away. And and I guess he was maybe ejected from the park or something. But they were protecting the ability of other people around them to have a good time. Mm -hmm. You know, something that not everybody is willing to do. Right. You know, not everybody's willing to take that step and say, hey, that guy's doing this, you know, because no, nobody wants to be a snitch. Nobody wants to be a bother. Nobody, whatever you want to call it. But uh, the fact that they stepped up and did that, you know, I think is pretty cool. Um, so the plus side on what I'm getting from this is Mario said this is free uh, maintenance and you're saying they're free security. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. right? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that sums it up. <laughs> uh, maintenance for what? Well, they cleaning clean up, up, cleaning up the park. They, I, I, I if they I see something, well, not all oh, of them, but some yeah, of them. Yeah, not that. all of them do that. Um, 
No, I, I think it's just... I don't think it's free maintenance or security. I think it's just a common courtesy thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's just... They, you know, you interact with other people on a human level. And, oh, by the way, going back to the whole Girl Meets World, Boy Meets World thing, uh, I did like in one episode, if, if you guys haven't seen it, you guys got to watch it because it was a, a one of the first couple episodes deals with communication and communication problems in this generation because of cell phones and all that stuff. Great Good episode. episode. Great Good episode. episode, yes. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, when you connect with people on this human level, uh, that's what the SCs are doing. They're they're bringing that human interaction, mm-hmm. and it's something that's getting lost very quickly in this generation and in future generations. And I think part of what the SCs are doing is they are keeping that family unit together, mm-hmm. albeit it's not a conventional family, obviously, but you can think of it almost like an ongoing family reunion is what they're doing. You know, because when you kind of think of a family reunion, you have, you know, the crazy uncles, the crazy cousins, the the wacky aunts and, you know, whatever it is. You have all these people that make up your family, get together once a year, once every five, once whatever. Uh, But these SEs have the same type of people, you know, good people, bad, whatever you want to call them. But they get together on this ongoing family reunion style basis. And again, I can't exactly speak for all the crews. Again, I did a lot of the research on the Neverlanders and how they actually approach these things. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a forum where they kind of communicate because they're actually so far from each other. But they actually did away with social networks. They don't, don't communicate through social networks. They actually That's why they meet, because they want to get to know each other on a personal level. Okay, so, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like I said, I, I've begun to reach out to... Uh, some of the members of these social clubs and you know hopefully they'll agree maybe we can do a, a an episode or two call the neverlanders all 59 <laughs> no i think if we got like <laughs> maybe like one or two representatives from a couple different ones yeah and just had like one or two episodes where we talk to each of them or maybe them together and just kind of ask them like i said you know tell us about some of the stuff that you do you know, help us end the stereotype, help other people understand what it is that you guys do, why you do it, and why they shouldn't see you as a threat. Anymore. Yeah, right. it's not a bad idea. You know, so have it come from them. Sure. Yeah. You know, that's cool. So, all right. Well, um, I think that'll kind of do it for our SE talk for today. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I-, I love to have these people on and have them speak their piece because. Uh, like I said, I've I've met a lot of them. I like them a lot, and um, I I think they deserve to kind of, if they want to. I mean, if they just kind of want to leave it alone, that's up to them too. But, um, want to remind you guys that you guys can find out more about us, obviously, at podcasters dot com. Uh, we are on Facebook. We are at facebook dot com slash podcasters. On Instagram and Twitter, we are at podcasters. Uh, if you can, leave us a message on Facebook. We'd like to know your thoughts on these social clubs, kind of what you think of them. Uh, if there's maybe you thought some of the stuff that, you know, we initially talked about was kind of your idea of what they were. Uh, so leave a comment. Tell us what you guys think. And definitely watch the first two episodes of Girl Meets World and let us know what you thought of that, too. Yeah, leave, leave a comment on that, too, because... Uh, Like I said, I have my reservations about it. I want to be open about it. Uh, But tell us what you guys think, especially if you guys have seen Boy Meets World. If Mm -hmm. you have have that comparison, tell us what you think 
and tell us what you think of the show and tell us what you think how it compares to Boy Meets World if possible. Yep. So, all right, guys. Um, anything else before we just uh, call it a day on this one? No. Nope. No. Time for a Trojan horse. Time for a Trojan horse. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to go buy some Guinness and some Coke. Yeah. Because I'm not opening this tiny can. <laughs> nope. That's staying on that shelf right uh, there. Yeah. In fact, mm-hmm. I keep looking at it and I'm so tempted to open it. But, but I'm that's right. mine. <laughs> no. No, that one's mine. You're not going to take my damn can. Dude, it says Hazen, which isn't me. That's so what I'm I saying. Can, I can open it. Okay, that's me. <laughs> All right, so with that... Give me Mario's can. <laughs> well, it's at his house. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's not going to let you go over and just take his can so you can open it. All right, guys. Uh, that's it for us this week. Uh, join us next week for another episode of Podcateers. And see you guys next week. Take care. Peace. <laughs>